Hello, For Lack of a Title podcast listeners. This is Ryan Hurd, coming to you from For Lack of a Title. In this week's episode, we talk about many things. Things that you will enjoy. Culture. Hey, have you seen all my underwear? (laughs) I can't find any. We hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast. Yeah, is road construction bad where you're at? Yeah, I mean, I guess it probably is, but it's so bad here, man. I know this uh, this couple, uh, they were pregnant, right? She was pregnant, and she started, she had to go to the hospital, right? Like, it was happening. The baby was coming. It was happening. And, and <laughs> the road closures were so bad that by the time they made it to the hospital, she'd already given birth and was pregnant again, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, they've got so many yeah, roads closed up here. Gold. That you can't hardly get where you're going, man. Like, hey, I had to leave last call. week, and I'm that still not to work line, yet. Hang up the phone All right, call. I'll talk to you later. Oh, God. That was actually good. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I, that was a good one. <laughs> I, was that on the spot? I thought you were going to say that she'd give no, birth to her second that. child. <laughs> oh. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, welcome to For Lack of a Title. My name is Ryan Hurd. I'm Levi Larson. I'm Justin Lowe. I'm Ethan Warren. But soon you'll be Justin Larson. Still, she takes my last name. Still JL. Or it could be yeah. Levi Lowe. I'm taking your last name. She's got hyphenate. That's too much of a hassle. Or Levi could change his last name to Levi Brent Larson. You could hyphenate and I... Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> you could hyphenate and I could hyphenate. So we both have hyphenated names? Yeah. It's like, then... It's just like... Too much work. <laughs> Let's get rid of your last name. Let's <laughs> <laughs> pick a new last name. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, everyone, thank you so much for, uh, you know, just a lot. I think Levi was saying this last meeting that we've had a lot of um, interaction with our listeners on Facebook, I think especially, yeah. or is that where? Yeah, yeah I mean, like, we've, we've definitely, if anybody listens to us as a notice, we've tried to push out more shorter snippets. Yeah, we've seen a lot of support that. from that. Uh, and just with the past two church culture episodes, we saw a lot of people interacting. Right. People getting their opinion on on that, and there were some people that didn't agree with our stance, and that's fantastic. We right? appreciate it. Yeah. Our our goal with this podcast is not for you to sit here and listen to us and listen to our ideas. The idea behind this is we want you guys to thought provoking conversations. Right. And so the conversations we have replicate them. Or do something different, right? But have these type of conversations with people around you. And we love to hear people that disagree with our point of view or how we see things because it means that you're thinking about it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So thanks again for that. We appreciate it. That really fuels us to try and do better, be better, and just be the podcast that you're looking for in your lives. Okay? <laughs> um, on the note, I, unless I don't think we have any other announcements or anything. So on the note of uh, culture, I'm going to let Ethan kind of introduce this week's episode topic and describe kind of how we got to this point. Yeah, so the idea for this episode came from my dad. He suggested that we could do something on traditions. Um, so I thought about that, and then I thought of a few different ways we could spin that. And then when we talked about it, we were going to base this heavily on traditions we had a hard time figuring out like what the takeaway was going to be. So we realized that a lot of the questions we were asking about traditions, we, I think we kind of realized that a tradition is like a cultural behavior. Right. It's, you know, whether it's like the family culture, or, you know, more widespread. And so we decided that most of the questions that we were asking pertaining to traditions also could be asked about culture. And so that's how we got to this point. So now, yeah. We wanted to find culture. Yes, please. Uh, Do you have Last time you tried to define culture. Yeah, yeah the de- de- there's a lot of definitions in the dictionary for it, so it's kind of a mess. Interpret so, culture as you wish, or maybe not. Well, we'll, we'll probably discuss it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. At some point, it'll rise. But um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about culture and you know traditions today, and and just hop into that. Um, so yeah, with the first question, I'm going to open it up Levi. If it's okay if I start with you, as I usually do. Because you're a ginger. Um, but that question is, Levi, what is the value of, of cultural practices? Yeah. So when we say this, we're I'm speaking in terms of societal cultural practices. Right. Those, those societal, we could call them societal norms. Right. Yeah. Um, those common things that we encounter or think, the beliefs that we developed growing up. What's the benefit of, of cultural practices? 
I think it does two things. I think one, it creates a, f a sense of unity because we have these cultural norms and these things that all of us do. We feel unified and we feel closer. And I think another thing that it does is it creates some order. Like it quite literally allows us to establish an, a thing that is normal. And to kind of better explain that, give an example, myself, Ethan, and Ryan both grew up in Wyoming. The culture of Wyoming... Oh, yeah, boy. My gosh. <laughs> Ryan, you don't even have a Wyoming license plate. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we all grew up in Wyoming, right? And there, there's a culture in Wyoming. If, if you tell somebody you're from Wyoming, they're automatically going to think certain things about you. And a lot of that's tied to the culture. But for me, growing up in Wyoming, work ethic, work ethic was a big deal. And in a lot of ways, blue-collar work was a big deal. Like, I knew how to do hard work with my hands. Um, and there was kind of like this, look, you're tough, and you're going to make it through. You're going to muscle through problems. You're not going to give up. We don't have quitters in Wyoming. Uh, we you start something you finish it right all these things that kind of encapsulated what was the culture of Wyoming that I grew up so fiercely really identifying with because I felt like it was so positive and it created the sense of unity with the people around me when I meet somebody from Wyoming like I immediately connect with them and maybe this isn't right but I I think about how like oh, yeah, they're probably a hard worker right like I didn't even grow up on the ranch but I'm always like oh yeah we got the let me go grab a hay bale let me go and... brand the cattle and let's go on the prairie <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it does those two things, and I've noticed that as I've looked at the culture of, of Wyoming growing up in that state. So, Levi, let me ask you a follow-up question. Um, I know that you still value, like, the Wyoming culture and stuff, but, or maybe that maybe this is a bad question, but maybe you could just share your thoughts. If you begin to value a culture that you identify with, or, yeah, just value it less, do you feel like... I guess that that would have to change your identity, right? If you identify with the culture, if you start to value it less and maybe distance yourself, does that change your identity? Do you still carry that with you? Does it not? I don't know if I would say the word change my identity, but I'd say it definitely shapes my identity. Uh, I think about all the things that I'm culturally tied to being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, shapes my identity. Being from Wyoming absolutely shapes my identity. Being a Republican... Uh, less so now, but shapes my identity. Um, it's a good little, you know, coming from coming, coming from a big family shapes my identity, uh, and I, I wouldn't say it changes me, but it it, it it I don't know, it gives me a sense of direction. I recognize something, and I want to be a part of that, and so I follow that that quote unquote norm or something. Interesting, Jesslyn, What are your thoughts? What uh, what is the value of culture or cultural practices, traditions? Uh. I mean, I guess I've, I'm thinking about this more on like a, like my family kind of level, but I think I, just going along with like what Levi was saying about like, that it brings a sense of unity and it brings people closer together. So like, for example, like me growing up, my family, we always had family dinner. So, I mean, you could consider that like a tradition. Of like sorts. every night? Every night we sat down or like the whole family sat down and we enjoyed a meal together. We sat, we talked about our day. Like That's impressive. So, and I mean, obviously like as we got older, like people got busy with people got things. busier. So like it, maybe I shouldn't say every, oh, okay. you know, was, every night. Right. But yeah, a majority but, like, of the time. Majority of the time. Yeah. Like that's what I remember. That's how I remember eating dinner with his, with my whole family sitting at the table together. Um, so yeah, I just think it brings like a, that these cultures bring that unity and they help you feel like you have a place. They help you know where you fit in. That's interesting. Thank you. Ethan, what do you think? What is, what is the value? So this is what I said yesterday. I think in the, in the, in the spirit of not rambling that I think the shortest way for me to say it is I think it helps me or helps people know who I am, helps me know who I am and helps me know what I should do. And I think that's, you can apply that to any culture, like whether it's a family culture or a religious culture or like where I'm from, it helps me know where I fit into the world or fit into the group. And um, maybe not anything that I might face, but many things that I might face within that group, it helps me know what I should do about occurrences or things that might come up in my life, I think. 
What do you mean it helps you know who you are? I mean, like, I know what my role is. Like, because I'm from, because you're from Wyoming, and because I'm from Wyoming, it's like I'm taught about hard work, and I'm taught about, like, I don't give up, I don't quit. And if, if something comes up, I have a problem, then I'm going to muscle through the problem, like you said. And that's, like, part of, it's part of who I am because I'm from Wyoming. Yeah. And maybe that would still be part of me if I'm from somewhere else, but that's part of the culture of Wyoming. And so, growing up in Wyoming, it's taught me that, or I've learned, or I've accepted that, hey, I'm from Wyoming, and these are things that people are from Wyoming do. And this is partially who I am because of where I'm from. Um, and, I, I mean, hand in hand, it's like, it helps you know what I should do. Like, you might encounter, encounter things where your culture might not really inform you of what to do, but depending on which culture that is. But I think especially if it's like a, where are you from, I think that probably will encompass a lot of things. Right. So, again, I'm curious with that, like, you know, talking about the culture of Wyoming, the culture of hard work, muscling through things and not quitting... Would you say though that there is that there's a potential that that could hurt and harm you in certain scenarios and and not be good for you? Yeah, I think there's definitely. I think the idea of like I'm never going to quit anything. I don't think it's a bad. To, I mean, obviously, it's it's a good thing to not want to quit. Right, for sure. But there might be times in life where I I feel like there's definitely been times in my life where I was going in a direction where I, maybe I like figuratively got on the bus and realized I didn't like where the bus was going and at that point it doesn't make any sense to stay on the bus right it's like the you, conductor pump the yeah brakes. you might as well well just the driver well the truck right. conductor yeah. <laughs> bus I said bus I, think. I know but I'm using conductor okay well, but you know I mean sometimes like if you know if you know you're not getting where you want to be then like why are you going to keep going in one direction right right and so I think there's value to learning to like cut your losses or like to change directions um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing to not quit, but I think maybe you have to, re sometimes you have to be realistic and be like, well, well, and I, I think that's, that's super hard as we've, you know, talked about this yesterday and, and throughout the week. I personally, I, I think that I approach culture as, you know, very, very rigidly like, okay, it's black or white. I'm a part of this culture doing all these things, ABC, or it's. You know, like yeah, the opposite opposite side, and so to me, I'm I'm like, oh man, if I if I do one thing that doesn't necessarily harmonize with the rest of this, like the cultural practices and traditions of, of this certain you know group of people or whatever, then I'm not a part of that culture. That's interesting. I'm I'm outside of that culture, you know, and 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 I don't know why that is, but I just view it, and and so that's why I ask the question, like, are there times when cultures can be too restrictive and. You know, maybe for me the answer is yes because that's how I approach it. But you know, that's that's where I have to understand like how do other people approach culture and stuff. So I think you're absolutely correct in that it's it's a double-edged sword. Touching off of what Ethan talked about, right? There's aspects of culture that might backfire on us. Uh, Wyoming is very, for me, growing up as a male, is a very like men get over their problems type of place. It's right. definitely part of that culture. And then when I started to experience very, very difficult anxiety, I felt like I couldn't... I've talked about this multiple times in the podcast, but I feel like I could not go see a therapist or a counselor to get me help because I felt like it was going to demasculate me. And a lot of that came because of how I grew up in the culture I grew up in. I have plenty of friends that are willing and happy to go and see counselors because they grew up in a place where that was totally acceptable, right? And so there are these double-edged things that might come back to bite us. On the other end as well, I talked about how it unifies us. It also can create a sense of tribalism. Wyoming, I think, historically has been fairly homophobic. And there was a lot of sense of tribalism there. And so in our, in our goal as a society to create this unifying factor, we alienate certain people who end up bearing quite a cost because of that, and they feel very alone. And we have to be very conscientious of that, right? And I think that's where you have to understand how to extract the good things from that culture and change the way your belief system or the way your thought process is for those specific things that, that might not be as good, right? I believe in muscling through problems, but at the same time, it's okay to go see a therapist. Like, it's okay to struggle with mental health. If you tear your muscles, maybe it's time to stop. 
That is actually good. That is, I actually really like that. That's good. That makes no sense at all. No, it's like no, you can it makes sense something, but if you tear your muscles, like it's like lifting weights. Like it's great to lift weights and you know wear bear the burden, but if your muscle tears, then you Drop should probably stop lifting weights. Like get a spotter. <laughs> at that point, you don't have much of a choice. But right, right. So Justin, I'm super interested. Have you? I mean, because your reaction to what I said about just like culture, to me mm. being so rigid and right. like restrictive almost. Have you, has that ever come across your mind or has, has like culture and tradition to you been something that's always like flexible and like, maybe not fluid, yeah. but yeah, flexible. I mean, I don't know if it's just because, I don't know, I've just always, culture to me has always seemed a little bit more like blurry. Right. It's not, not like, so much black and yeah, white. Yeah, not so much black and white just because, and maybe that's just by a consequence of like, living i mean maybe utah itself isn't much of a melting pot but like the u.s in general is right. kind of considered a melting pot right there's a lot of different people from all different walks of life and all around the world that come with different kinds of cultures um but i don't i don't know so just like i feel like there's more for me i've always viewed it as more of kind of like a the blur the blur like you right. can kind of yeah, i don't want to say pick and choose but yeah like you can kind of like pick and choose from different from different cultures and from different lifestyles. Right. No, for sure. Let me ask you this. Has anyone ever made you feel that that was maybe not wrong, but like, oh, you know, picking and choosing with this culture just won't work out, you know, just won't work. Have you ever had that experience, like, with anything? Like, I can I answer? You can. Or, if, no, if, yeah. if you've had an experience with that, I, I'm curious, yeah. Well, I just remember I had a conversation with a friend, and I don't know if she listens to the podcast or not, so she might, and if she does, she'll hear this, and it'll be <laughs> awkward, but I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but we were, I think we were talking about, like, stuff like mindfulness, or, and we were just talking about, like, people learning more about, like, a lot of Eastern religions mm-hmm. or, like, spiritual beliefs, and she kind of, like, made the remark, and I don't know if she heard this from somebody else or, like, read this somewhere, but she was saying, she, she started to talk about how, like, maybe it's inconsiderate of us as Westerners or Americans to start adopting some of these practices into our lives mm-hmm. because we're, like, mm-hmm. devaluing everything else in the culture. And she's like, well, I can't just start to practice mindfulness because some people, it means so much to them. And I'm, like, devaluing that. And personally to me, I was like, well, that's kind of stupid. Right. Because... Oh, now she's definitely going to help. Well, and, and maybe that's strong, but I was like, I can see where you're coming from, but I also don't think that that's worth strongly worrying about. Yeah, because to me, it's like if somebody has a good idea, they're not going to be upset with you for right. borrowing their good idea, right? Like, I think generally people like to share good ideas. For sure. Well, I think that there comes with that, like, a... But I, I don't know, I just feel like... Thinking about that just is reminding me of like cultural appropriation because that's been like a kind of uh, a big yeah. thing. Is that a real problem? And I, yeah, I mean, it's brought up. It's, it's brought, brought up. up. People yeah. talk about People it. People make it out to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that the, the problem, I don't know. I just don't see anything wrong with it if you're doing it in a respectful manner because yeah. you, I feel like it's fine to appreciate other people and how they live in a respectful way. And then, like, my, my twin brother is very interested in, like, Buddhism and stuff like that. And, like, he participates in some of... I can't remember exactly all that he's done, but, like, like the mindfulness and, like, the focusing of, like, the breathing and things like that. Like, he does stuff like that a lot. And I think that he finds that it's helpful for him in his life. So, like, why not? Like... Yeah. Well, I think also... And this is where I think listeners are going to start to realize our definition of culture is very broad, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. stepping into the realm of political beliefs and personal beliefs. We just, we just don't know how to define this. But being somebody who grew up very Republican, is a very strong gun rights advocate, and now, like, converted feminist, those two don't go together well. And I've had multiple experiences where I'm with somebody who mm. I've had a discussion about feminism, right, and then an offhand comment, them not knowing is made about like oh my gosh like I people that want gun rights or like I can't believe that people believe that we need to have guns and I'm just like oh dang like I all of a sudden feel very alienated to that culture and the same thing happens on the flip side when I I have this shirt that shirt that I wear that says oh what does it say I'm a feminist it's or just feminist. says feminist right yeah. and I've been around my Republican 
friends and family members and gotten kind of these weird looks like, oh, great, Levi's wearing that shirt again. Levi went to college. You know? And so in some senses, it almost is difficult because, like I said, it creates this sense of tribalism. And so I can't just... It can be difficult sometimes to be this feminist gun lover because the feminists are upset with me and the gun lovers are upset with me because... So where is your place? I like both of those things. And I think that can make it fairly difficult. Ethan's looking at me like he doesn't agree with me or he's just no, really tired. I'm just trying to come up with some joke about like the <laughs> feminists being afraid you're going to kill everybody and the oh, dear. gun owners being afraid that you actually... I don't know. It's some... It's some <laughs> Twisted joke. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the effort, though. So, so let's move into our next, uh, our next question of you know, kind of approaching this this point of where we start to distinguish between like you know, kind of good cultures and traditions versus you know things that you know maybe we do, but it's meaningless. And so, you know, my next question for you all is: How do you distinguish between a culture or tradition or cultural practice that is worth continuing versus something you do for no reason? You're just doing it maybe because your parents did it, your grandparents did it, your friends, you know, whoever it may be. I think this is an interesting question because, and this is, look, I mean, this is thinking at a pretty small level, but like, for example, so like my mom, when, I'm pretty sure it's cucumbers, when she cuts a cucumber, she cuts the end and then like rubs the, the end that she cut off, she rubbed it, rubs it against the rest of the cucumber that's also been cut. Is okay. that making sense? That's making no, sense. I don't, I, no. Cut off the end, use the end to rub the cut part. The cut That's part. still the cut part. Okay. Because that's supposed to take the bitterness out of the cucumber. Complete midwife style. Like, no. <laughs> right? Right. But, like, I think her mom did that, and now she, like, she does that. And you do it. And I actually don't. Oh, darn But, I, I know. Been, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there's some things that, like, that has no, on the surface doesn't have any value. Right. But the undertones of it, like, that might be something that, like, reminds my mother of her mother, and that's why she does it, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, she does that because it it brings back fond memories of her, her mom. So to somebody else, you're like, why are you doing that? But to my mom, it has that some sort of value. That sentimental value. That's super interesting. Even and I think that's, this question is interesting. I hadn't thought of this before until our conversation just barely and where it's taken us. And I think that's, it's, the funny, it's a funny thing to, to ask, like, how do you know if a culture is good or not? Because... On one hand, like, it's hard to evaluate whether or not a culture is negative or positive, like, overall. Like, maybe right. I agree with parts of it or I disagree Certain with parts aspects, of it. Certain aspects, yeah. But just because somebody's doing something differently doesn't mean that it's better or worse. It just mm. might just be different. And I like your example because it's, like, for your mom, maybe that's something that's meaningful for her. Right. But for other people, it's not worth doing because they're just going to be like, why am I rubbing this cucumber together? Right. It doesn't accomplish anything. <laughs> just when you put exactly. it like that, it's like, why am I running this cucumber together? Why is she? But Ethan, what are, or I guess, yeah. Um, but so I, I think it's very personal. Like, I don't think, I don't think you can or should, like, decide what other people should continue doing or, you know, traditions or cultures. But, like, I can look at something and I can say, you know what, I think that's a good idea. And I can see that this would improve my life in this way then I might as well do it or I might as well find a way to incorporate it. But like if I look at something and I say, well, it doesn't make any sense to me, it seems difficult, it seems like a waste of time, I think I'm going to make this part of my life, like I'm not going to I'm not going to come to that conclusion, right? Right. But other people might come to the opposite conclusion of me. And so I think just with this question, I think I hadn't thought about this before, but I think it's probably something that's very personal if you take the time to think about it. Right. So I would agree with that to an extent, but it brings to mind... A specific uh, interaction I had once. It used to be very, at least from my perspective, it used to be very socially acceptable to say things like, that's retarded, or that's gay. Uh, and now, the person that I am now is appalled when Horrifying, something like that. Yeah. Appalled when something like that is said because somebody corrected me along the way. In high school, I used to say that all the time. And there was an upperclassman who I look up to immensely, that pulled me aside one time and was like, Levi, why, why are you, why would you say that's retarded? Like, there's got to be a better word, man. And he did the same thing when I said that's gay. And he was like, dude, there's got to be a better word, man. Like, why, why are you saying this? And I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just Everybody else trying to express this thing. And he was like, yeah, but how do you think it makes people feel? Like, you're using this as a, as a, a like a way to dehumanize someone or to speak negatively of someone like why are you using this 
And it was a huge wake-up call for me. And all of a sudden, I realized, like, why am I doing this? And that used to be, in my opinion, very socially acceptable to use those two phrases. And now I don't think it's used quite as much. Definitely depends on where you're at. But I personally, I think that it's used less in society. So I agree with you to some extent, Ethan. Like, it's important that we don't... I mean, who am I to say what is culturally good or bad? Because what is good and bad is oftentimes very subjective. There are some absolutes, but... I do think there are instances where we should encourage other people to make movements in culture that are, that are good. I mean, if people hadn't stood up and said, like, look, stop saying that's gay. Like, that's ridiculous. Why? Find another way to express what you're trying to say. Then people who are gay, people, well, people who are and were gay, like, would still be struggling because that was being used as, as a means of... Derogatory. Of, you know, a derogatory term for someone. And so... I do actually think, to some extent, Ethan, that you should push back. You should encourage people. But for the love of all that's good in this world, do it in a tasteful manner. I mean, you look at the political the political world is really just a class of cultures. Gun, gun control versus no gun control, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of us are pushing for what we think is culturally acceptable, and all of us have very valid reasons for it, and we just are doing it in a very, in a lot of ways, really bad way. So... Here's my question, is at what point, like if I'm doing something that's hurting somebody else, like at what point, because like we, like you, we've talked about cultures, they can be tribalistic and they can be as, you know, as much as they bring people together, they can also be exclusive and they can exclude people. And so at what point then is something that I'm doing, if it's excluding somebody, at what point is that too exclusive or is it causing too much damage for me to continue doing it? Are you saying like... At what point? At what point can I objectively say, or can I say to somebody else, like I think that part of your culture is bad and you should change? And that's a good question. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think it'd be very easy to look at this this good and bad of cultures from a very utilitarianistic point of view, and that there's more good than there is bad, perhaps. And for example, in Wyoming, saying that we just tough through things, but. I don't think it's a matter of defining, like, there's a breaking point. I think it's about generating conversations. And maybe that's a better way for me to say that, Ethan. Maybe it's not my job to correct somebody, but it is important for us to generate conversations. When that individual had that conversation with me and said, look, Levi, there's got to be a better way for you to express yourself and talked me through the implications of what I was saying, a, a light clicked in my head. And I all of a sudden was like, okay, I could say that's dumb. Or I can say, which I guess is also telling people that are dumb. I don't, I don't know, right? Like, but I, I can say like me something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can say something else, and those conversations are what's important. And and perhaps that's more where you have I don't want to say a responsibility, but where you where you should be a part of is generating those conversations and helping people understand how you do that in a very effective way is hard because we suck at those conversations in society yeah no i agree i think and that's why but and like i think it's important to question our cultures and our traditions but i think it has to be like i said like it's something that i have to choose for myself right and that was something that somebody else helped you question something and and it changed your perspective and it was a choice that you made because ultimately even if i tell somebody like hey that's bad it hurts other people you shouldn't do that like that like nobody's going to change because of that unless i give them a good enough reason for them to say you know what this hurts other people and I'm uncomfortable with this. Like, like if I know that somebody else is uncomfortable with this, but I'm not, I'm not going to change. But if somebody can help me realize that maybe I should be uncomfortable with this and maybe I actually am if I think about it, then, then I'll change. You know what I mean? And I think that, so I think, I think that's what the, for me, that's what one of the big points is, is like, we have to be able to question those things and we have to help other people question their traditions or their cultures. Not because we think they're evil or bad. Sometimes we might think they're negative and, you know, they might be, but, if people don't question those things, then they'll never change them on their own, and we're not going to change them. And if we never question it, we'll never appreciate the things that are positive about the culture either. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, I, I have a question, because I, I agree with you guys, and, and this is good, but, I mean, how do you approach somebody and say that? Like, do you, can you only do that with your good, close friends and say, like, hey, you know, this is something that, like, maybe you shouldn't say? Like, what if it's a stranger? Like, do you just kind of ignore it, like, or... You know, and, and 
they're a stranger. I can't have this conversation with them because I just don't know them intimately. And like, there would be no progress, no change. Or, I mean, like, what do you do? Like, do you just talk about your your friends and then hope for change there? That's where it starts. Or, what are your thoughts there? It's hard. <laughs> I don't want to speak too much because obviously I'm not an expert. But I think partially, I think part of the thing about culture is you have to be able to understand where people are coming from. And, like, I think if you want to have a conversation with somebody about their traditions or their cultures, I think the first step to do is, the first step, one of the first steps you can take is to say, like, hey, like, I'm not familiar with your background or with the way you do some of these things. And maybe you just let them know, like, I maybe, like, I have a question about your culture or, like, your background because it's different from where I'm from. And maybe that opens the door to being, like, I don't understand this. And, like, it seems weird to me. And maybe that opens the door for conversation because sometimes it's a matter of me not understanding what somebody else is doing and maybe I think it's that because I don't understand and obviously like Levi's example probably most people rational people question that and realize okay this is probably hurting people but that's because the person who reached out to you he already questioned it himself right and he understood the culture but if I don't understand somebody else's culture then I might be overstepping my bounds by starting out by saying hey I think your culture is wrong or I think you're doing something that's hurting people maybe the first step to take is to say I don't understand your culture but it seems weird to me I'd like to understand what's going on. And maybe that opens the door to to me learning about how that's how this works and then being able to question and say, well, it actually seems like a good idea or, you know what, I still think this is probably not the best. Right. To me, it breaks to mind an experience I had. Like I <clears throat> continue to say, we're using the word culture very loosely, but in the United States today, it's very common for people to feel like the police are racist, the police target African Americans, mm-hmm. the police target minorities and there was I remember there was this rally at some point in Rock Springs, Wyoming to protest police and I was so pissed that I, I don't know how much of a role I played really anymore but in some way played a role in helping organize like a counter rally to support the police right and I was just like, that's ridiculous. Police aren't racist. They're not targeting black people. Like, this is freaking insane. Like, who were you? And and then I had a friend who did sales in, like, Houston or Dallas, Texas, who's black. And he had a couple experiences where the cops kept, he would go to these predominantly rich white neighborhoods trying to do sales. And they kept showing, he kept calling the cops on him. The cops kept showing up and they kept basically telling him he needed to leave. And I remember one time I messaged him and I was like, hey man, I I don't understand this. Like, obviously, because I'm, I'm white, right? Like, I don't know how the cops treat black people because I'm not a black person. And it's just like you said, Ethan, like, we had to have a conversation where I said like, hey man, I don't, I don't understand this. Like, can you tell me about your experience? Tell me about how you felt in these situations and tell me about why you feel this, where you felt it. And it was, it was a pivot for me in that... Th- in that thought process and in that belief system because I started to realize in this instance, Levi, you have no idea. Like, who am I to who am I to, to pick a side here or to, to believe in absolutes, to believe that there's absolutely no way that this is a problem. And that's important. You have to have those conversations. And I'm not going to say that I, like, have a certain belief one way or another. I, I understand that there are people that have different experiences um, and I validate those experiences, but those conversations are essential. And the underpinnings of what this conversation is for us tonight is how do we live in a society where there is such a clash in beliefs, mm-hmm. in cultural norms, and how do we live in unity without so much turmoil like we're in right now, right? Like, every time I look at the news, it just sucks because everybody in America hates each other, I swear. They just do. To the news wants you to think. I know, but I don't. I don't know what else to think, right? I didn't, and well, even in class, I'm even in class. Sometimes I just. But I think it's it's about understanding how do we live in a society with different beliefs, and it's very complicated. It's very hard. Right. And it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And it, I, you know, as you as you approach that understanding, as you whether it's by talking to someone else, by just doing some studying or whatever, you come to a point where you realize, like, okay, this is a culture that I identify with. I appreciate. I want to continue 
or this is something that you know is there, there's some value or worth in changing this aspect, this tradition, or what you know, what have you. Um, so I'm curious, Ethan, when when have you had an experience like that where you've questioned a culture and you've either decided to like continue that culture, that tradition, that practice, or you decided that you know it was better to change it? So I can think of a few examples. Um, one of them has to do, and we've talked about like fireworks, like one tradition or like, yeah, one cultural tradition in, in America is fireworks on 4th of July. And I used to love fireworks, but I don't know at what point I started to like think about like, well, maybe I like just thought they weren't that cool anymore, as cool as they used to be. But like, I realized like I had, a, I had, I worked for a guy who was, he was a veteran and he didn't like, like he had really a hard time with fireworks. Um, and this is, this might sound weird too, but like, I've always had dogs, my family always had dogs growing up, and like, our dogs always had a hard time with fireworks. And to me, that always kind of bothered me. Like, I remember going up to watch fireworks on the hill behind my house at the high school, and having to like, hold my dog, like, down, because he would be freaking out. And, like, my whole life, that always kind of bothered me. Like, I liked the fireworks, but I hated the fact that my dog was like, having like a panic attack, you know? Like, <laughs> probably, maybe not, maybe not like a full-blown panic attack, but he was not having a good time. And I was like, well, I like my dog, and I was like... I was was a little bit confused as far as like what what am I supposed to do with my dog and just hold him down? <laughs> but like and there's also a lot of people who you know have made sacrifices for the nation whose freedoms that we celebrate and whose existence we felt celebrate. And that's like a way we celebrate it. And we celebrate that way and, and it has it's kinda of started to bother me that like a lot of these people who we owe a lot to were maybe harming them in some ways or we're, we're not being thoughtful of their experiences and of their sacrifices and so that's something that I started to question and like now I'm like to the point where like I don't know if I want to go to watch the fireworks because I don't know if I can do that in good conscience and another one that you guys know more about I guess I've talked to you guys more about starting last year was football and like I I mean I talk about football a lot on the podcast like I love football I grew up playing football and I you know I can't say that I don't love football but um, the more I learn about like they did a study a few years ago on CTE, which I can't remember what that stands for. So that's work. Bad concussion. But anyways, it's like a degenerative disease that happens in the brain. And they did a study, and they they studied like 112 brains from former NFL players, and 111 of them had it. And it leads to like mental health issues. And like there are stories of, of college football players who end up like all of a sudden out of nowhere struggling with mental health with like depression and killing themselves and like as I, as I read some of those stories it really made me question like man like what is this game that people are devoting their whole lives to that this is maybe inadvertently killing young men in our nation and like to me that was something where I realized like is that worth like mm. you know if, if this is leading to, to serious issues for some people like is it worth the enjoyment for everybody else or like is it worth the money and it was something that for me I still struggle with like can I watch you know, can I can I pay and support this in good conscience, knowing that, you know, how this might affect some people and some families, you know? So let me ask you a follow-up question with that. Because, I mean, you've, you've gotten to this point where you realize, okay, fireworks, football, these might not be things that, whether it's identifying with or supporting, you know, whatever it is, like, you think that there needs to be a change, right? So my question is, because when I think of change, the first thing I think of is becoming a crusader, right? Like you're going out, you're shouting on the rooftops like, you know, no more football, no more fireworks. But I recognize that that isn't the only way that you initiate change. So like for you with these things, what does that what does that change look like if you think there needs to be change? Is that just simply you, you know, ceasing to support these things in whatever ways you do? Like is that change enough or do you feel like you know, that you owe it to other people, other groups of, or whatever, and that change needs to be more. Like, you need to go out and try and do something to change that. That's a good question, because that's something I've asked myself, like, with football. Like, I wondered, like, is this something that I should be more outspoken about? Like, should I, you know, should I really learn more about some of these issues and, like, make efforts to, like, make people more aware? Or is it enough for me to be like, you know, I just can't support this in good conscience, so I'm just not going to support it and, like, quietly you know, distance Fade myself away. from it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I've asked myself, like, is that enough? Like if I do that, maybe I'm not supporting it, but like if everybody else in America is still going is to football games. Is that making any difference? Yeah. Then is it really making a difference? And I'm not sure because on one hand, I'm not sure how much of a difference I can make, but on the other hand, I think that we shouldn't underestimate our own ability to like, you know, if we're just going about our own lives and 
eventually I'm going to, I'm going to have that conversation with people, right? And maybe I'm not going to aggressively share those views, but if it's going to come up, then it'll come up and then maybe people will start to question it and maybe that change is going to take over, take place over time. I'm, I don't know the answer to that. That's something I've asked myself. You know, I think what is socially acceptable or what is normal in America is the average of the sum of what every person thinks. I mean, that's a weird way to say it, but it's everybody's averages like put on a scatter plot and we see a grouping. And if you want to change that grouping, all of those individual dots have to change, right? It, it is a very individual thing in a lot of senses. I've had a lot of people ask me like, why, why are you identifying as a feminist when I'm pro-life, for example, right? When you know that there are so many feminists who are pro-choice, you know, are, are you not inadvertently be becoming pro-choice by saying you're a feminist? And I've just said, look, if more people would, the reason why there are no, why feminists aren't considered to be people that are gun lovers is because there's no feminist gun lovers. But if more people identified as a feminist that were gun lovers, then we would inadvertently change what was viewed as the average feminist. And so, for me, I'm just, I, I just think, look, there's aspects of this that I want to extract and I want to be a part of, and there's things that I'm not going to be a part of, in, on both sides, whether it's politically or culturally, culturally. And I think it is very individual. We are the average of the sum of society. And as each of those little points on the whatever scatter plot changes, then what is normal in America begins to change. And you don't always have to go out and shout from the rooftops. It's fine if you can, but we also shouldn't expect it from people. Like, you, you do quite a bit by changing what you personally believe and living what you personally believe. It's actually that. I appreciate that. Um, it makes me think of um, Thoreau in Walden, or not Walden, in uh, Civil Disobedience, his essay. I read mm -hmm. that. I read that like every few months, and mm -hmm. I love that. It's like one of my favorite things I've written. But he talks about how like there is evil in the world like just because there's evil in the world like it's not my responsibility to to actively fight all evil this conversation has totally changed by the way <laughs> but like there might be people who are being negative effect, negatively affected by culture or by things going on in the world and like but he kind of said like you know like i wasn't necessarily sent here like i mean i was I'm, I'm here in the world and like the world may be good or the world may be bad but like either way the world is and i'm i'm here and the world's out there and like I'm not, you know, like, I wasn't sent here to change the world. Like, I have things that I want to accomplish. Um, and I, like, it's not fair to expect me to fight injustice everywhere I see it and, like, to make that my whole goal in life. But I at least should, at least should make sure I'm not standing on somebody else's shoulders while I seek to, to reach my goal. Something like that. I'm terribly butchering it. So, no, yeah, the point is getting across. But, but he, I mean, I, I really like how he says, like, look, like, the world might be bad or the world might be good, but, like, that's not up to me, Right. Like, it's up to me to figure out what I want to do in life or what, what I can do and to make sure that what I'm doing maybe isn't harming others. Right. And that's something that I always, that I come back to a lot. I mean, that's why I read the essay all the time because I feel like it helps me find direction or helps me, like, figure out what's going on or figure out what I should do about what's going on. For sure. Jesslyn, have you had an experience where you've, uh, you know, come to a point where you, you know, really analyzed it and you said, you know what, this culture, got to continue it, giving it the push and the heave, or, or you're like, nope? Um, I think for me, this is kind of like maybe a little obscure or, I mean, I don't know, this is just something that I came across I had never thought of before. Um... Going back to the cucumber, aren't you? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> I stopped doing that with the ends of the cucumbers. No, I saw this little comic strip of this guy. He, as a child, when people, you know, when you're like a little kid and they like ask you like who your hero is and people have all these like great answers and they were in, in his class and they were, everyone was saying who their heroes were and there were girls that were saying like, oh, my hero is Superman or Spider-Man or like, you know, all these heroes. And when it got to him, he said Matilda and his teacher was like, are you sure you don't want to pick somebody else? Like, don't you want to pick, like, Superman or, like... Bill Clinton. Sorry, that was just random. I just threw out a name. My gosh. But it, it had never occurred to me, but then I realized that, that that's, like, a very common, like, it's okay for girls to have heroes or look up to people that are male, but it's, like, kind of weird for a guy 
to like look up to a female character. I never thought about that before, and then I like saw that and like thought about it. And I'm just like, I was like, that's such like a little thing and so obscure, but like definitely changed my perception on things. And I was like, oh, this is something worth trying to change the yeah. perspective of others. So how do you do that? Or I feel still like to... I mean, I feel like it kind of goes back to what we've just been saying, what Levi's been saying, anything about like I think it just comes back to like your own personal like your beliefs and not being afraid to share them but not shove them down people's throats starting conversations being understanding i don't know yeah well and i feel like with all of this this you know leads up to our final question of uh i mean i guess it can touch on this final question but you know why is it so difficult to break certain traditions to change cultural aspects practices and, you know, we've, we've been talking about a lot of things such as, you know, we have to understand people. That's hard. It's hard to understand mm-hmm. people because we have not been through the experiences that they have, right? So that there's definitely that, you know, gap that you have to bridge. And it's different with each person. It's not like there's a, you know, a, a one-step thing for each person or a three-step thing for each person. Like, that's different with each person. We talk about, you know, like analyzing these cultural aspects and stuff. Like, the fact of analyzing is, is hard enough and, you know trying to be unbiased or objective Mm -hmm. and then figuring out with what things you maybe try to be a little bit more of a crusader and what things that maybe you just like recuse yourself from that and so you know again we've touched a lot on on you know just some difficult aspects and challenges of this but any other thoughts with that last question of you know why it's so difficult to to you know make these changes i think the biggest part is we've talked about this inadvertently in a lot of ways it's so hard to feel like you belong anywhere in the world. That's a good point. Being able to feel like you belong somewhere, Ethan touched on this a lot, is so important. And sometimes I might be a part of a culture that, or I might be a part of a group that I really agree with in a lot of ways, but there's something I don't agree with, but by disagreeing with them, I alienate myself from them, and now I've become an outcast. And that's so hard. And we, we talked about that in terms of the LDS church in the last couple episodes and I've seen it in my life definitely in the past couple years as I've adopted new political beliefs and that's kind of a fact of of change right like you if you want to change the world around you then you you're gonna have to be a little bit alone and think about think about the people that were Gandhi was probably felt very alone fighting for something that he wanted to see change. Martin Luther King fighting felt very alone fighting for something that he wanted to see change. Like, it's really hard, but it's it's because that's how we identify. That's that's how we find a sense of belonging in society. Beautiful, Ethan. Beautiful. I just think it's because it's scary. I mean, like Levi said, like, and then going back to my answer before, culture does for us. Like, it helps me know who I am and helps me know what to do. And if that's taken away from me, then I don't know who I am and I don't know what to do, which is not a great place to be in life. And so I think that's why it's difficult is because nobody wants to, everybody likes to have some idea of what's going on in the world. And if they're afraid that that's going to be taken away from them, then they're going to stay away from stuff like that. Justin, any other thoughts with that? Um, I would probably just add, I just think it's hard. You know, you get caught up in doing the same things or having a certain vocabulary and sometimes it's just hard you don't even really like you don't recognize you don't realize that um you're doing something that might be harmful to other people so i think it's just i think it sometimes it's just hard in the fact that like it's hard to change who you've been or how you've acted for your whole life that's always a hard thing so yeah but i agree with what we don't give each other a break either. Yeah, that's true. We really don't give the older generation a break. Yeah. I hear so many people talk about how racist the older generation is, or how much they, you know, how homophobic they are. Look, that look, that might be true. But for the love of all that's good in this world, do you understand how they grew up? Like, do you understand the situations that they came up in? And I don't know. Like, we just we just don't give each other a break in terms of of trying to change and trying to become better. We really really go after each other that's true from cucumbers to fireworks 
we have gosh. we have covered a lot of different uh, cultures, traditions, practices, and I think that just shows you how dynamic of a you know a society of a world we live in. How you know truly every individual is is unique and and uh, you know is a part of a culture, but they bring a unique spin on it and and with these different things and. You know, as, as we come to a close of this episode, I, I can definitely appreciate all that we've talked about because, you know, again, coming into this, I've always viewed culture as a black and white thing, not so much as like this blur, but something very, very rigid, very, you know, straight and narrow, not, you know, curves and twists and bends and all that stuff. But, but you know, there, there definitely is appreciation for, for those people, you know, this is me saying this, I appreciate this conversation, the people who truly show that you don't have to follow the, just a straight line. You don't have to, you know, have the sheep mentality of doing something for no reason. Like you can draw meaning in it. Um, that applies to you personally. And so, you know, that, that's something definitely interesting that, that I've discovered, but you know, you guys, any, any final thoughts, any, any last things to say, Levi, no, Ethan, any last thoughts? I just think this is a interesting episode because looking back, I'm like, I'm not even really sure what the topic is. <laughs> yeah, I guess what's the takeaway? Co- it was a good conversation. We should establish the takeaway right. for the listeners. I think, one. I think the takeaway is like to question maybe the, your your own tradition or your own cultures and question why you do the things you do and and don't be afraid. I mean, don't be afraid to question. I mean, don't be afraid to if you don't understand somebody else's traditions or cultures or you don't agree with them. Don't be afraid to say like, hey. Like, I don't understand where you're coming from, um, and I don't understand maybe your perspective or your viewpoint or your actions, your behavior, or anything. Um, and we've talked about how hard it is to live in this world, and we've talked about how people in America seem to hate each other. And that's something that individually maybe we can all we can all help, and we can all make an effort to reach out to somebody that maybe you work with or you know you don't understand and say, hey, like, we have differences between us, and I want to know more about, about your background or where, you, where, you, where this comes from. And maybe we can start to bridge some of those gaps individually. And we talked about how culture is very individual based. And, you know, if you want the change to happen, it has to come from you. Awesome. Justin, anything else? I just ask questions, be understanding, and be kind. There we go. And with that, listeners, we hope you enjoy Cultures, brought to you by For Lack of a Title. Oh, gosh. <laughs>